we're on a mission to help women get healthy for good. Join me each week for a new episode that'll help you sustain healthy habits and nourish your body so you can flourish in life. When it comes to nutrition, does it feel like you know what to do, you're just not doing it? Or maybe you find yourself stuck in this annoying all or nothing cycle. If it sounds like I'm reading your diary, well, that was my diary for a while too. And it's also the story of the thousands of women I've personally coached. That's why I created Flourish, the nutrition and body image support app made for women. If you recognize that diets don't work, but just not dieting isn't helping you feel your best either, download Flourish today. Your first live session with one of our credentialed nutrition and psychology experts is totally free, no credit card required. From there, you'll continue your journey with personalized accountability and support so that once you graduate from Flourish, you'll never need another nutrition program again. So head to the show notes and download Flourish for iOS or Android today. You're listening to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Siegel, registered dietitian, founder of Nutritional Freedom, and total stationary nerd who's sharing episodes each week to help you ditch diets and get healthy for good. We'll dive into what really works when it comes to creating sustainable nutrition and health habits, ways to improve your body image, and how all of this helps you live a life that's in alignment with your values. Because that's what really matters, right? Let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome back. In case you missed it, I've got some big news here. Enrollment is now open for the Nutritional Freedom Membership. (laughs) Was that an Oprah moment? Maybe so. Um, I know that January is usually the month that you kind of start to refocus on your health. It's like the whole new year, new me thing. And yeah, it's when everyone like signs up for the gym, starts a whole 30, swears off booze, whatever. But what if you did it differently this year? What if you actually chose to honor your health throughout the holiday season while intentionally enjoying everything that it has to offer, like the pie and such? (laughs) But what if you could honor your health throughout the holiday season so that you didn't feel this need to do a super rigid reset in January? I really and truly believe that right now is the best time to join the Freedom Membership. We, you know, kind of behind the scenes from the team perspective, we have so much in store to support our members through the holiday season in terms of both their mental and physical health. Because listen, the the holiday season can can really take a toll and we are going to be right there supporting our members with, with resources, with coaching, everything to, to make it through this season in a way that they enjoy and feel really proud of. Okay. So as a nutritional freedom member, you get the team, (laughs) you get myself, Elizabeth, our nutrition coach, Julie, our mindset coach, everyone there guiding you through the process of ditching diets and getting healthy for good. If you're someone who wants to both prioritize consistent nutrition while also nurturing a totally drama-free relationship with food, then freedom is 
It's just the place. (laughs) It is the place to do it with expert guidance and community support because you do not have to do this alone. So your membership includes both private and group coaching, community access, and a four-stage curriculum to guide your journey. And membership enrollment is not happening for much longer. Our doors actually close at 11.59 p.m. Central Time on November 20th. So that is the day after this episode goes live. So I just want you to to know it, to mark it on your... Don't... No, scratch that. Don't even mark it on your calendar. Just go to the show notes down below and and head to the sign-up page, and I will see you in the membership. And with that, let's get into this episode. So Sneaky bonus, you may actually notice that this is the second episode that we're dropping this week, and that's because we're taking next week off. (laughs) But I didn't want to leave you high and dry when it came to providing just some support around the upcoming holiday. I know how difficult the holiday can be in general, and I mean, I don't know what's going to happen this year. In fact, prepping for this episode was actually a little difficult just because I really don't know how we're going to be handling the the holiday season or, you know, Thanksgiving at least, uh, this year, you know, will, will people gather with their families? Are we doing like a zoom Thanksgiving thing? Maybe the move will be like a, I don't know, smaller intimate dinners with like friends in your town. I, I don't know. But as I record this episode in early November, I know our plan is to do a smaller family dinner in Houston with, with my family, my parents will host. And so we're all going to quarantine for two weeks so we can be together like two weeks prior. So we can just be together as worry-free as possible. Um, my older brother and, and sister-in-law, his wife have a new baby. He will be, let's see, he was born in at the end of July. So however many months that is, what, three, four months? <laughs> Maybe three or four months old. So we're just being you know, extra, extra cautious. And we just want to be able to enjoy the meal and enjoy the experience of being together without like the lingering fear and anxiety. Okay. So before we get into how to not freak out about the holidays, I want to talk about why and how we freak out about the holidays. So I think first and foremost, especially for the listeners of this podcast, you know, there's this assumption that the holiday season is going to be this like two month long food and booze fest and that, you know, we'll have to like undo it all or work it all off in the new year. That's, that's one thing. I know a lot of people feel a lot of food anxiety going into the holidays. I know there's a lot of like preemptive you know, weight gain fears and and weight concerns and body image concerns, especially I think right right now. I mean, it's so common. Weight gain right now is so common. We are under such immense amounts of stress. Our lifestyles have changed so much. I mean, there's just a lot going on and, you know, your body reacting and reflecting some of those changes is, is so common. And so if in the holiday season, you're planning to see people that you haven't seen since before the holidays, you may be feeling some anxiety of, oh my gosh, are they going to notice that my body's changed, right? Which which brings us to another reason that, that we freak out. We generally have anxiety about these social gatherings or seeing certain family members who may make comments about, I don't know, like your relationship status or, or your body or, or weight change, things like that. A lot of diet talk in general um, happens around the holiday season. Oh no, I don't want another slice of pie. I'm being good, or oh, I'm gonna have to, you know, work out so much because of what I just ate. Like, you know, I don't have to tell you, right? 
And another factor that that may be, I don't know, especially prominent this year is feeling lonely or feeling extra lonely. If maybe you're not able to celebrate as you normally would, or perhaps you've just been experiencing longer periods of isolation in, in general. Okay. So yeah, there's like a lot of, a lot of feels. I know the episode is called how to not freak out about the holidays, but I just want to say, if you're freaking out about the holidays, it's really understandable. Okay. It's, it's really normal. I just want to offer you a lot of a lot of compassion there. Okay? And from that place of compassion, I want to offer you some really simple strategies. Like this is not the end all be all. We're exploring a lot more inside the membership over the next month or so, but here's here's some places that you can start. Okay? And I'm going to kind of go through I, I've got a few things here for you to to chew on. All right? So let's start with the food. All right. Like I said, a lot of us freak out about the holidays. We have a lot of food anxiety um, because we fear that we're just going to like stuff ourselves and gain a bunch of weight and then have to like go, you know, ham uh, in January on like the clean eating train or something. (laughs) But I want to first just challenge this assumption that constant overeating is this foregone conclusion of the season. Like that actually doesn't have to be true. I talk a lot about the physical drama of this like binge restrict cycle or the, you know, uh, be good, be bad cycle, um, as you may may kind of call it. And I just remember like experiencing that personally when I was dieting. I was always either like a little bit hungry or like way too full. And it's a lot on, on your body. And I think for so many people, like thinking about the holidays just recall, like it just brings back and brings up those feelings, but it doesn't have to be that way. Like you can enjoy all that the holidays have to offer in terms of food and still listen to your body's cues. Okay. So again, this assumption that constant overeating is just the way it has to be is actually just a thought. Like it's actually just a thought. And maybe it's a thought that has a lot of like historical backing, but you don't have to continue to use your past against you, right? It's just a thought that can actually be replaced with something more intentional. So something like, I'm going to allow myself to enjoy all the holiday foods I desire, and I'm going to honor my hunger and respect my fullness. And then also recognize that other than a few holiday meals, this season can absolutely be business as usual in the way that you choose to nourish yourself. We're actually doing a group call coming up in the membership all about kind of meal planning for chaotic times, which I think the holiday season could easily be classified as because you can still, again, plan ahead and make intentional and nourishing choices for your food and your nutrition, even if we're, we're in the midst of the holiday season. And by the way, that for sure includes making sure you actually feed yourself enough food outside of holiday meals right? I'm not talking about make sure you only eat vegetables except for Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas dinner. No, like eat normally. (laughs) Like restricting, restricting food, whether that's certain food groups or restricting like calories, like amounts of food, restricting food in anticipation of some sort of celebratory meal or feast or whatever the case is, that can actually be what causes you to overeat or binge at that meal. If you went into Thanksgiving dinner feeling like a normal amount of hungry versus ravenously hungry, then you're going to 
in all likelihood, eat a normal amount. Or if you overeat a little bit, it'll just be a little bit and not such a big deal, right? Not so much of that physical drama, okay? Now, that's the food. Again, there's like so much we can dig into about about the food and that is all happening inside the membership over the next couple of months, but this is just like the, the tip of the iceberg. We're just scratching the surface here. So let's talk about the people. The people. Now, this is not tough love. It, it's, it may feel like tough love, but in fact, it is like with so much compassion and so much belief in you. Okay. So here's the thing. If your mother-in-law or aunt or mom or sister or whoever it is, if someone in your family or circle always makes a comment about your weight or your relationship status or your job status or whatever the case is, whatever sort of triggering comment um, they may make, I'm going to focus on weight because I think it's relevant to our conversation here. But if your person, I'm going to say your mother-in-law, if your mother-in-law always makes a comment about your weight, I'm going to encourage you to stop wasting your energy, anxiously spinning your wheels, fearing that she's going to make a comment about your weight, wondering, oh, is she going to do that again this year? Oh, I really hope she doesn't do that again this year. I really don't want to hear it this year. Just know that she probably is. Again, I know this sounds like tough love, but listen, I'm not telling you to be okay with it, and I'm not telling you that it's okay. It's absolutely not okay, and I'm going to support you in just a sec in terms of how to react, but there is power in you starting and entering this interaction with the expectation that, listen, if that's what she always does, she's probably going to do it this year too. There is power in recognizing I can't control this person. What I can control are my thoughts, my feelings, and my actions in response to this person, okay? So your power move here is going to be deciding in advance how you want to react internally and in response to her, okay? So let's start with that internal reaction. How do you want to feel when your mother-in-law makes a comment about your weight? And just so we're very clear, we we talk a lot about negative emotions on the podcast. If this is your first episode, we are not scared of negative emotions. We know we can handle negative emotions. And we know that trying to pep talk our way out of negative emotions doesn't work, (laughs) right? It just ends up coming out sideways one way or the other. So again, this is not, this is not about pep talking and, you know, just expecting that your mother-in-law is going to say something. So when she says something, you can just smile politely. That's that's not what I'm saying. That may be what is best and safest for you, but that's not where we're going with this. Okay. So it's not about not feeling a negative emotion in response to someone saying something that hurts you, but perhaps feeling, let's say like angry or sad or frustrated is a more appropriate emotional response than let's say feeling ashamed or embarrassed, right? You've probably heard the phrase righteous anger. I would argue that someone making an unsolicited comment about your body should elicit some righteous anger, but it does not need to lead to shame or embarrassment. You don't need to be embarrassed or ashamed for your body ever. As Sonia Renee Taylor says, your body is not an apology. We just did that for our uh, Freedom Book Club. It was awesome. Maybe you want to feel neutral. So it's a very aspirational emotion to, to feel, right? Not numb, 
but neutral. So I would say in general, this is a really great journal exercise for any holiday interaction, right? Something like, how do I want to feel when family member says X, right? So that would be, you know, how do I want to feel when my aunt asks why I'm still single, (laughs) for example? How how do I want to feel when I am engaged in a direct interaction with someone? Or like I said before, like diet talk just runs rampant during this time. So you could ask yourself, how do I want to feel when I overhear why, right? Maybe it's not a conversation that you're directly involved in, but you, you know, it, it still um, touches you in some way. How do you want to feel emotionally? Again, don't, don't spend a lot of time wishing and hoping that it won't happen. Know that if it's happened every other year, it's probably not going to be different. So just decide in advance how you want to react. And so from there, okay, once you once you know how you want to react internally, right, how you want to react in terms of like your thoughts and your emotions, let's think about how you want to actually respond to that person, all right? This is a very great place to get to practice some boundaries, especially or, or really if this is a boundary for you, right? And, and I just want to give you full permission to set a boundary around anyone commenting on your body. So in this situation, let's let's say your mother-in-law says, oh, I noticed you've gained a little COVID weight. Or, oh my gosh, yeah, my, my pants don't fit me after quarantine either, right? Maybe it's something like that f- almost feels like it could be in jest, or maybe it is something that feels like, you know, she's trying to relate to you. It doesn't, the intent of the comment here doesn't really matter. I mean, I think it, it can be helpful to maybe recognize um, if there's not malicious intent, just to like preserve love in the relationship. And also you can recognize that the impact of the comment is not okay. And for that reason, you get to set a boundary. Okay. So you could say something like, these comments about my weight make me feel really uncomfortable. And I would really appreciate it if you kept my body or my weight just out of the conversation. And you get to decide like the tonality you use. If you want to say like, hey, I love you and, and, and that hurt me, right? Like you get to decide how, how vulnerable and how soft versus how hard or how um, humorous even that you want to be. But just make sure that you are very clear when you set this boundary. Okay. Again, plan ahead. I know a lot of you listening to this maybe feeling anxious about what might happen at an upcoming, you know, holiday gathering. Just play it out. Like play it out. I would I, I recommend that you play it out on paper because you can really start to neutralize the situation by just facing it like hypothetically in your journal before heading to the event. This is something I do all the time when I am facing uncertainty, um, when I am fearing the worst. I will literally like take out my journal and write what's the worst that could happen. And I write it out and I I kind of hypothetically can see how I would respond. And it's so helpful because I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to have my own back, like essentially no matter what. And it's taken me a lot of time to get to that place where I can like so confidently and assuredly just say that like I'm going to have my own back. And if as you do an exercise like this, you're not sure, you're not sure that you can react with self-compassion and with self-love and self-respect 
in in reaction to some some challenging things coming up, it's a great reason to get some support. Okay, whether that's from a therapist, perhaps depending on the situation, or perhaps your situation is is a great fit for the membership. Okay. So let's wrap up with the holiday season loneliness I mentioned, which again, I just, my heart hurts because I really think that this is just going to be at an all-time high this year, given everything going on. And, and if that's you and that's a feeling that you're either facing right now or, or feel or fear that you may be facing, I just want to send you all of the love. Okay. And, and I'm, and I'm here to help you. Okay. Um, this is going to be another place where planning ahead is just going to be really supportive for you. So if you feel, if you think that you may feel lonely over the holiday, plan ahead, like plan a lovely meal, whether that's picking something up from your favorite restaurant, if it's open, or maybe making a little evening of cooking, put on some music, maybe pour a glass of wine, cook a delicious, comforting, cozy dish. Um, perhaps plan another activity that will make you feel good. So like cozying up with a book or watching a movie that's special to you. Maybe you watch something that is like so has nothing to do with the holiday season too, by the way. Like I'd say if you're feeling lonely on the holiday season, I don't know if you should watch. I'm trying to think like what's a holiday. What's like that super, oh my gosh, this is going to drive me crazy. It's the, like the lo- the romantic comedy that everyone loves and they watch it during Christmas. I honestly don't I, – I like don't watch a lot of movies. Oh my gosh. It has – is it Hugh Grant? Someone someone send me a DM and tell me what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. Anyway, don't watch that movie. <laughs> you know what movie I'm talking about. Don't watch it. Don't watch the holiday movies. Watch like Anchorman. Watch something that is so irrelevant to the holidays that you – perhaps forget it's the holidays, right? If thinking about the holidays makes you feel lonely and it triggers some of those feelings, treat it like any other delightful night and just delight yourself, right? Get a pair of cozy socks, get some pajamas that make you feel cute and comforted and, 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 and perhaps the most important tip of all, get off social media. Really, like really, really, really. You are not missing out on anything. (laughs) You're not. You are not, and you don't need to scroll through everyone else's holiday celebrations, okay? Basically, everything that I'm saying here is just take wonderful care of yourself. The movie is called Love Actually. That's, I just, that's it. It's Love Actually. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't watch Love Actually. Get off social media. Pro tips. And of course, again, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling like you want some support and community, of course, you are absolutely invited to be part of our virtual community, the Nutritional Freedom Membership. So like I said at the top of the episode, we are ready to go. We are like ready to rock through the holiday season. We have so much in stores to support our members through this season and and into the new year and doors are closing. Doors close at 11.59 p.m. Central Time on November 20th. That is coming right up if you're listening to the episode, like the day it went live or the day after. Anytime after that, we've probably already closed enrollment, but you can go ahead and add yourself to our wait list. The link will be down below in the show notes. So I hope to see you in the membership. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you celebrate. Enjoy time with yourself or with your friends or your family. Have a lovely meal. Don't freak out just a couple days and I'll see you next time. Bye.